Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Today's opening tip, LeBron James was upset that the Nets didn't have powder available for his usual pregame routine. Scotty, who forgot the chalk? Uh, I think the guys behind the bench stole it behind the store table. Yeah. Fizz, you think that the Nets were up to some nefarious stuff there? No, I think that's his own team that's supposed to have his chalk out there. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, bring your own chalk. Bring exactly. Your own chalk. That's how this works. Hey, all right, welcome into the jump. I'm George Sedano. Fill it in for our fearless leader, Rachel Nichols, today. And I'm joined by our resident head coach, David Fisdale. Thank you, Fizz, for hanging out. See you, brother. And six-time NBA champ, Hall of Famer. Give it up for Scotty Pippen. There it is. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, a report from The Athletic suggests that the Clippers aren't necessarily all feeling the way Kawhi Leonard and Paul George may be receiving preferential treatment this season. We'll discuss what that means for the Clippers going forward. But first... Dwight Howard is back in a Lakers uniform, his fifth team in five seasons. And Rachel recently sat down with Dwight to discuss his journey from superstar to nearly being out of the league. And, of course, his redemption story this season. Let's take a look. We've been in the gym. Yeah, we've been in the gym. Underneath to Dwight with authority. alley to Dwight who slams it home. Career-high shooting percentages, career-high blocks. You took a pretty long and winding road to get here. How does it feel to be contributing that on a winning team? Just feel with a lot of energy and joy just to be playing the game that I love. If I'm not in the game, I'm loud and I'm proud on the bench. I'm screaming, I'm dapping guys up. I'm telling them where all the coverage is at. Talking trash to the other team to try to get in their head. Whatever I got to do, I'm willing to do it for the betterment of our team. You came into the league in a time that was all about the kind of player that you mm-hmm. used to be, the traditional big man. Yes, yes. Now it's a league that wants unicorns. Where do you think you fit? Well, you got to adapt. You got to adapt and change and try to grow. Blocking shots, rebounding, running the floor, setting hard screens, uh, getting my guys open shots when I'm in the game. I don't know if people can see, you're wearing a shirt that says, I'm back, and then redemption in the Hollywood (laughs) letters sign. What does that mean to you? I'm back home. I'm back home. I'm back with with my family. I'm back with the Lakers. And it's time to go get it. Redemption, it's time to go get it. What do you need to be redeemed from? What are you trying to do in this year and this season? Just myself. You know, get back to being who I am. Being free, loving the game of basketball, doing whatever it takes to win. Not worrying about my ego or anything selfish. To focus on the one goal, and that's to win the championship. Dwight, three, got it! An emphatic slam by Dwight. There's a block by Dwight Howard. How good has Dwight Howard been? Did you always have faith you would get back to this point? Yes. I never stopped believing. Never stopped. That it came with the Lakers of all teams. What went through your head the first time you put that jersey back on and looked at yourself in the mirror for the first time? It wasn't even a jersey. I think the first time was uh, the day after I had worked out uh, with the team. And Rob came and got me a Lakers shirt to put on. I said, this time is going to be right. And uh, ever since then, I've just been grateful. 
Everyone talked about what a tremendous attitude you had、mm-hmm. going into your workout, during your workout. You said in that summertime period that you had been humbled. What did you mean by that? Uh, well, when you go through,、uh, you know, some different situations in your personal life, you know, it could really affect you. And there were some things that I had went through personally that, you know, just kind of grounded me. I needed to go through、uh, some things that would bring joy and、uh, all the peace and tranquility that I have now. How did all of that help you get to this place you are now, where you seem so comfortable in your own skin and with your role on the team? Stuff that we didn't always see from you. Ah,、uh, well,、uh, it's kind of like I just found myself. You know who, who I really am. You know, I spend a lot of time alone, searching, questioning, and、uh, you know I got my answers. I found out who I am, who I represent, and I'm just very thankful to be with the Lakers again. And, You know, just trying to help this team win the championship. And they might. Thanks to Dwight for sitting down with Rachel there after the Lakers win in Brooklyn last night. LeBron James was asked if the Lakers are quote one piece away from cementing their status as a title contender. LeBron responded, "Quote, we have enough right now." Scotty, do you agree with that? Well, if it comes from the King, I have to agree. <laughs>、yeah. You know, we've seen LeBron going to the playoffs with a depleted team, and he's been able to come out on top. So, I think this season he's really been doing a great job of instilling confidence throughout his teammates.、Uh, that's why he's leading the league in assists because he's willing to distribute and build confidence in these players.、Uh, You know, we know it's him and Anthony Davis are the names, but it's been the other guys that's been contributing to make this Laker team as good as they've been this season.、Uh, it's been about Dwight Howard. It's been about Javale McGee. Those guys have controlled the paint. They've established themselves as a good defensive team. And when you hear that coming from LeBron James, he knows what it takes to win a championship. I believe what he says. Absolutely, and I just think those guys are understanding how to star in their role. And the more that they continue to grow in their role, and what he said, LeBron keeps instilling that confidence in them. By the time the playoffs roll around, that's not going to be a team you want to face. And for Dwight Howard, I'm really happy for him to see a young man evolve like that and finally be able to come to terms with, hey, I'm going to be a shot blocker, a rim roller, a runner, a great teammate. And now the benefits you can see is starting to come back to him. I think we all agree on Dwight. I'm going to be the dissenting opinion on the Lakers needing more potentially, and this is the reason why. When LeBron is off the floor, which isn't all that much,、right. it drops off like a cliff. And I just think that they need another guy who can initiate offense. Rondo, for as great as he's been in his career, isn't that guy anymore. I don't believe not on a consistent basis. And Kuzma has struggled kind of with his role a little bit, a little inconsistent. Some nights it's 25 or 30, other nights it's four. So paging Darren Collison, who could be available. I know there's been rumors about that.、Yeah. Someone who can stabilize that second unit would be great. But I, I will battle you when the playoffs is hit. When they hit. Rajon Rondo will、That's、be ready、awesome. to roll. If you didn't see、mm. him a couple years ago with New Orleans and what he pulled off against Portland,、uh, oh, I just, saw it. I'm just telling you that guy. That's what veterans do. Right. The regular season, okay, you can say what you want, but when those playoffs hit and that popcorn's popping, Rajon Rondo is going to be ready to roll. And, and I have to agree with you. <laughs> They have the veteran players、yeah. that are capable and willing to take them to the next level. And Rajon is definitely the guy that I believe that can carry this team. I saw what he did、right. with a Bulls team before he broke his hand in the、yeah. playoffs. They had Boston. Yes, they so, had him. Uh, this br- guy brings a lot to the table, as well as LeBron James, and it's hard for these players, being 
veteran players and played the amount of games that they played to bring it night in and night out. Right. But they're setting up something very special here. Yeah, I, I just think that the key words to everything you guys are talking about is a couple of years ago. And I think that, look, father time is undefeated, and everyone hits it at a little bit of a different time. I'll put a lunch on this one. But we will. Let's do that. We'll put a lunch on that one. All right, let's move on. The All-Star starters were announced last night, and Hawks second-year guard Trey Young was among those selected. You can see he had an emotional reaction to finding out the news last night. It's good stuff there to see that. But, Coach, you agree with Young being named a starter? I'm happy for him, but I don't agree with mm. him. I, I still think that position voting, is it, it throws it off because Jimmy Butler should be a starter, yep. hands down, at the two in the All-Star game. And it's no knock on Trey. Uh, you know, that's really good for the kid, and the kid is an offensive monster. But Jimmy Butler should be starting in that All-Star game. Congratulations to Trey Young. Yes. Um, Well-deserving in to some degree to the way that he's been playing. But to take Jimmy Butler out and put him ahead with what the Miami Heat Oof. have been able to do with a record of 31-13, and 13, uh, that's an insult to Jimmy Butler. And that's why that fans should not be allowed to vote because it's about the players that are out there playing against one another. They yeah. know who the dogs are. Right. They know who the best players in the game are, Absolutely. night in and night out. And I'm not taking anything away from Trey Young. What I am looking at is how your team has performed thus far. I am going to agree with one of the greats, a man who coached some of the greats. Uh, I'm with you on Jimmy Butler. He absolutely should have been in. And, but here's the thing. The way this thing gets split up is interesting. So 50% is the fan vote, uh, 25% is the media vote, and 25% is the player vote. And I also think, as you pointed out, Fizz, the positionless part of this. We play in a game where there are no positions. We shouldn't even be talking about front court and back right. court anymore. Just give me the top five guys. And I believe, and maybe the guys in the studio in the control room can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I pretty, I'm pretty sure Jimmy actually got more fan votes than Trey did, too. The problem with Jimmy was that he was voted in as a forward, or he was characterized, depicted as a forward, and Pascal Siakam had more votes. The media actually voted Jimmy in as a starter in the front court, but the players, this is the interesting part. So the media had him in, fans had him just out, fourth, but the players had him sixth on the front court ballot. And I thought Charles Barkley made an interesting point yesterday, Scotty, and I'll ask you about this. He's like, hey, players don't like him. Because he sometimes can rub people the wrong way. And I feel like maybe that kind of bit him a little bit. It's part of the game. Yeah. You know, you don't want players to like you. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched a guy go through his cold career. Speaking of Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He didn't give a damn with players. No. Right? He don't like want him. friends. Yeah. And he brought that kind of attitude. But I don't think that kept him off of any all-star balance. So I like Jimmy Butler keeping his attitude yeah. and, and being that dog in the league. And if players don't like him, hey, kudos to you. Yeah, and he's, he obviously he's found the perfect home because yes. that's how the Heat are. You that's, know it. It's all about <laughs> we, don't, we don't want anybody to like us. Yeah. We wanted to, it was us against the world type of deal. And yeah. so he's found the perfect situation for right. his attitude and the way that he approaches the game. You know, it's unfortunately he didn't get the vote, but his team is – playing big-time basketball. No doubt, and they'll play tonight. We'll have more on the Heat and Clippers tonight coming up in a little bit, and more on Jimmy Butler particularly. Yeah. But coming up, Steph Curry did not put the king, LeBron James, on his all-time starting five. Was the babyface assassin throwing a little shade at Bron? We'll get to that. But first, it's time for our distant replay from this date in 2002, featuring Scotty's teammate Michael Jordan Edward on James. the Wizards. Checking into the Washington lineup. Jordan draws a foul. Oh, okay. That's an old man game there. Still got it. Yeah. 
showing that mid-range, that yep. old age. <laughs> they say that's not a good shot no more. It was good for him. Come on, man. We wanted an air one. This season on The Neighborhood. Hey, how about I mow your lawn? You touch my lawn and I'll defrost your car every morning. You copy my outfit? You copy my outfit? I can help with that. Is there something going on with the neighbor? Oops. College game day on ESPN, covered by State Farm. It's a make or miss league. Uh, yeah. Make, miss. Oh. <laughs> it's a make or miss league. Make, twirly. Lakers Nets, AD comes up with the steal, gets fouled, and hoists up this half-court heave just for fun, and it goes in. <laughs> Scotty, would you like to see horse at this year's All-Star break? Why not? Why not? <laughs> we may be able to replace the dunk contest someday, but I'm hoping this year the dunk contest is great. Well, I think the dunk contest will be good this year. You got Dwight, right? Uh, Derrick Jones Jr. You may have a couple of other Derek guys. Derrick Jones in there. Jr. I need him to bring something new, though. That was that was kind of fresh right there. Horse, yeah. horse might be a good addition. I think they tried that once. I could be wrong with like KD, and they did it outdoors. Um, I don't know. It never stuck, but I'm almost positive they tried it one year. So next we got Miss. Wet balls. Staying in Brooklyn. Check out this brick from the uh, top of the arc by Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, Fizz, what happened here? <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was, I don't think I've ever seen you know that what? before. I saw Spencer shoot a couple shots like that last night. I don't think it's the ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man, that's too that was. That's truly a brick. Yeah. Oh, oh well, oh. we've seen some worse ones here, so there's that. Here we go. Oh, oh. come on now. Yeah, that mm. this is just like yeah. Is this again? Oh, there is yeah, him again. Got to yeah. run that back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Poor Spencer. Yes. All right. Next, make consistency. Dame had 47 more points last night as he continues to try and lead the injury-plagued Trailblazers. He's averaging 44 his last four games, but the team is only one and three. Scotty, anything more he can do? Just keep <laughs> keep getting your numbers. Yeah. You know, hey. At the end of the day, you know, the Port team is going through a lot right now, and it's yeah. very difficult for them to find some rhythm offensively. So I like what Dame is doing, you know. Stop me or. Yeah, he's putting it on his back. He's I'm gonna trying to carry the team. That's right. I, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. True competitor right there. Absolutely. He's doing everything he can. Yeah, they've had so many injuries, though. I mean, CJ's been out for a couple of games now. Obviously, Zach Collins has been out. Nurkic has been out the whole season. It's just been a tough go, certainly, for the guys in Port Miss expectations. Wizards, Cavs, Colin Sexton goes baseline for the big lefty smash. Okay. Fizz, your thoughts on this youngster? He is a bulldog, man. I really loved working him out during the draft. He had a great workout for us. He is a tough competitor, and he will try to dunk on you every chance he gets. You know what's interesting, Scotty? Those young kids in Cleveland, they may be playing a little harder all of a sudden after uh, some of the news that came out recently. You know what? I, I really like the energy that this Cleveland team is, plays with. Uh, Colin Sexton, he's he's going to be a great leader, but, you know, they they got to get some guys on the floor that can help them out. No doubt. Absolutely. Next, make old friends. Prior to the game in Cleveland, Scotty Brooks appears to have a nice little catch-up chat with Moondog. <laughs> Scotty, should Robin Lopez, infamous for going at it with uh, mascots, take a page out of Scott Brooks's book? 
No, I, I kind of like the action that a Robin brings to the game. This is just a little little soft right here. Bring yeah. some action. Yeah, everybody can't be friends with the mascot. Right? I like what Robin. Look at Robin here. He's taking him out. Yes, yeah, it's setting up his next career. Oh, look at that. This is like wrestling. Yeah, that's his next yeah. career. You're going to see him after he's done playing. He's going to be and in you wrestling. You know what? What Robin did, great for the fans. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They love it. It's it's hilarious. Because now every game he's at, like you're just waiting for him to do something with a mascot. So, All right. We've hardly seen Steph Curry on the court this season, but he's still managing to make some news. He was on the All the Smoke podcast with our guys, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. Shout out to them. And offered up his all-time starting five. So let's take a look. We've got Magic Johnson, no argument. Michael Jordan, no argument. Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. So, Scotty, do you think Steph was throwing a little shade at LeBron there? No, not at all. I mean, you, you look at there. That's some great Hall of Famers there and. You know, Steph kind of grew up watching the game, being a son of an NBA player. So he's seen some great basketball in his time. And, you know, not to knock LeBron in any way, but any of those players he can or cannot replace. So right. it's, it's not really a knock at LeBron. Yeah, and I think, too, you notice it was nobody that was current mm-hmm. on the list. And uh, I would tweak it a little bit myself. I think I would go – it's hard to leave Kobe and Kareem off that – for, for Bird and Shaq. So right. that's just my team. And I love both of those guys. Bird right. and Shaq are amazing. But Kobe Bryant, five titles, did what he did from a scoring standpoint. Right. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. the most All-time deadly. leading scorer. Right. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's like people forget about Kareem. Right. right. So if you're going with the retired guys, those are the two guys you're replacing. Yes. But I'm going to go and say, as someone who hosts talk shows every day, <laughs> he's throwing some shade at LeBron because they've been competitors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've met each other four times in the finals. Yeah, he got three. LeBron got I'm, one. I'm going to say this. When you're in between the lines against players, right. you're never going to put them up there with the great. Right. Maybe when he leaves the game and LeBron is gone and he can look back, mm-hmm. but you're never going to give a guy credit when you're in between the lines. Right. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I mean is because they've been competitors. So I can see him where he, it, I think it could be a little bit of both. I'm not putting a guy who I'm competing against still yeah. and who I've right. competed against for championships and then. You know, I could tweak him a little bit, and, you know. And on the back side of that, I've never seen LeBron put Steph on one of right. the great teams. <laughs> right, that, exactly. Right. I think, right. I think, vice versa. There's, yeah. there's a nice little rivalry there, obviously, between those two teams and those two particular gentlemen. Uh, staying with Steph and the All the Smoke podcast, the topic of the 2009 draft came up and Steph shed some light on where he wanted to be drafted at that particular time and where he thought he was headed. So check it out. He said, thinking back, I wanted to go to New York, and I thought I was going to New York. So, Fizz, are you surprised to hear this? No, not at all. I mean, I was in the same boat. That's, I wanted to be in New York. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's New York City, man, and, and it's the Knicks, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not surprised at that at all. And, and I think no matter where he landed, he right. was going to be Steph Curry. Yeah. I do think landing with a splash brother and, and Draymond obviously helped elevate him, but I think no matter what, that kid was going to be a baller. And I think – not going to New York, he might have lost a little money because could you imagine his marketing? Right. His face is all over Times yeah. Square and, Ma- yeah. and Madison Square Garden. So, no, nah, he would have been a show uh, uh, in New York City. Scotty, I'm going to ask you, you feel bad for the Knicks here in this situation? I really don't feel bad for the Knicks ever <laughs> on any situation other, other than when they fired coach. There you I go. I feel bad for them because yeah. I didn't feel like they gave him a fair shake. But right. in this situation, um, 
you know, I, I think Steph would have been a great Broadway show for yeah. the Knicks, but uh, unfortunately it didn't happen that way, and yeah. they're still dealing with a lot of years of bad luck. Spoken like a true Chicago boy. <laughs> there you right go. There, right? there you go. That's that rivalry <laughs> stuff we were just talking about with Steph and LeBron. It's still there. It lingers. Now, for producer Steve, who uh, produces this show, also a uh, lifelong Knicks fan, we've kind of had this conversation numerous times, I feel like. it's Steph wanted to play in New York. You know, KD and Kyrie. feels like every so often we're talking about guys that could have been a Nick and then ended up not becoming Knicks. Yeah, it's a, I think it's that it, at some point it, it will land. And, uh, you know, it takes a special kind of player to have the, the, the pulse and the kind of blood you need to be uh, to, to step on that stage every night and perform. There you go. Keep your head up, Producer Steve. All right, coming up, we've got a lot of drama in Los Angeles. Shocker, I know. This time it's the Clippers and a reported schism in their locker room. Are Kawhi and PG getting preferential treatment? We'll discuss next. Keep it locked on the jump. But first, here's what the jump recommends today. Zach Lowe's 10 things he likes and doesn't like, including LaMarcus Aldridge joining the three-point renaissance. The big fella shooting 43% from deep, and Zach breaks it down. We'll break it down some more. Keep it out. Locked here on the jump. Six seconds remaining. James, step back, knocked out of his hands, deflected out of bounds. Patrick Beverly. What a spectacular defensive play in a big moment. It's interesting how quickly momentum changes. Memphis on fire from start to finish today. 140 to 114. We're not a great team. That's that's number one right there. I think that's what we need to realize and wake up. Late in the clock for Kawhi. Dagger from Kawhi Leonard! Are you guys getting to where you need to be? We're getting close. We're starting to get there. Two of the association's best tip-off tonight at 8 Eastern. Kawhi and the Clippers are in Miami to take on Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the ESPN app. Welcome back to the jump. The Clippers have been very up and down this season, as you saw there. We've seen them beat the Lakers twice, but we've also seen them more recently blow a 20-point lead to the Hawks. A recent athletic story reports that some Clippers are struggling with the preferential treatment received by Kawhi and Paul George. The transition from underdog to load managing favorite hasn't been a smooth one. Several players reacted to the article on social media. So Patrick Beverly said, quote, fake, fake, fake news. <laughs> Lou Williams added, quote, out your source. Put an address on it, LOL. <laughs> Scotty, any issues with Kawhi and PG reportedly getting preferential treatment? Not at all. Not in my eyes. Um, I played 17 years in this league, and my first five years, I watched Michael Jordan get those preferential treatments. And for those five years, I was frustrated. Horace Grant was frustrated, and he later left and went on and joined the Orlando Magic team. But that's a part of the game. Great players play a lot of minutes. They take on a lot of responsibility as far as dealing with the media and anything else that needs to be done to sort of have a face for the organization, that's where a superstar player come in. And they play a lot of minutes night in and night out. Yeah, and yeah. they're the players that are asked to carry the team, carry the load, be the leader, speak out <laughs> when guys need to be checked. So there's reasons why great players get those peripheral treatments because they deserve it. Not only are they carrying the team, but most of the time they're playing a lot of the minutes. They get the blame when you lose, right? Mm -hmm. But also, I don't, I don't give that story. Uh, I'm, I'm not giving it any power. I think those guys are fine with what's going on because 
Last year they were their eighth seed, and it was a great story, but now they have a chance to win the title. And they know they're not winning any title if there's not a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi Leonard out there with them. And so I'm sure that those guys are okay with this low management. And like I said, on the backside of the All-Star game, you're going to see those guys start to play more minutes together, and it's all going to start to come together. I agree with both of you, but just I could understand if there's a person or two in that locker room that's like, wait a second, our bodies don't matter? Like, those guys get to rest and we don't? we got to be out there night in and night out? But to your point, those guys are more important for a reason. And look, the other thing that I don't think gets discussed enough is that Kawhi and Paul George have dealt with real Maybe. injuries. Yeah, okay? this isn't just low management just yeah. to have them chilling out. Right. These guys have really been through some severe injuries. Exactly. Right, and Paul right now is injured right now. I mean, there's something that he's dealing with. And Kawhi, w- w- this has been discussed, but I don't think it gets discussed enough. I've covered a lot of those Clipper games. I've seen that he takes 90 minutes to work out after games and go through treatment after games to be able to then continue to play the schedule that he's playing. Do you want a chance to hold the trophy That's or it. not? And I, mean, I, I, right. and I think last season we saw in the finals where Kawhi was laboring throughout the whole finals. Great point. He's still MVP of the finals, and they win a title. He don't want to do that again, and I'm sure the Clippers don't want to see him go through right. that again. They want to be fully healthy come playoff time and know that these guys are ready to win a title. And he was on low management in Toronto yeah, and still labored all the way through. So that just tells you how important it is that they preserve his body and his legs so that they have the opportunity to win. I'll never forget, Ramona Shelburne reported this now a couple of years ago when the whole San Antonio stuff was going on, that he is dealing with a degenerative issue in his quad, right? Like, degenerative is the key word. Like, that is never going to fully be what it was before. He is managing that particular injury and will have to for the rest of his career. Yeah, and, I, and you know, like I, when I was in New York, you know, I was getting questioned about playing R.J. Barrett too many minutes. Right. Now, come on. Yeah. 19, Different. never been hurt. Yes. No, he does not need yeah. low management. Right. But you're talking about a guy that's gone to the end multiple times, who's been through the wars, and has, has a severe injury. And so uh, I think this is the right thing to do. I think their locker room is fine. The guys that are perturbed, shut up. Get on the train and get ready to try to carry a trophy. Yeah, yeah. and in that story they talked about that Doc basically said that. Yeah, right? that's what I know. Yeah. I know yes, Doc. Yeah. Doc, that is exactly what Doc said. Is yeah. Shut up and, and get ready to ride in the parade. Right. Keep <laughs> keep it in house, basically. All right. So the Clippers are in Miami tonight, which uh, let's face it, it's been the hardest place to win this season Ooh, in the NBA. Boys, the Heat are twenty and one at American Airlines Arena, the best home record in the league. So, Coach, you know this. You coach there. What makes the Heat so dominant at home? Well, it's a couple of things. One, they bring a, an incredible amount of energy, and they defend their butts off inside that building. They also have this great six-man called South Beach. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and, 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 South Beach flu. And if you think about, if you even think about going across that bridge <laughs> and hanging out the night before, midway through that third quarter, you're going to collapse. And they know it. And those guys just stay with it, and they wear on you, and they wear on you. Not only are they 20-1 and one at home, Eight no in overtime. Scotty, you've played in that in that city. You've also uh, you you also lived in that city at one point. You know what that city can do. Like Fish says, that six it was so good though. Well, I mean, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's about what the Miami Heat has on the basketball court. Absolutely, yeah. they they have some players there that are dedicated mm-hmm. and willing to put it out on the line, night in and night out. Uh, they're not built on a lot of sides, but they're able to own the paint. Yep. Uh, 
They get after the boards. They get after you on the defensive end. And they also got a guy by the name of Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Who's helped to build that type of culture. The culture that Miami Heat has had over the last 20 years. Right. And that's coming there. You're going to work hard and you're going to play hard. And we'll deal with the results. And that's what we're seeing out of this Miami Heat team. Fizz, you know this because you coached there. You know that culture, as Scotty was pointing out. But Jimmy reminds me of like a backcourt version of Alonzo Mourning from a personality standpoint. Yep. Like that, that's what, that's, if I had to compare him personality-wise to someone, it would be Zoe. It keeps going back to what Scotty said earlier. Jimmy doesn't care about being liked. Right. Right. He's not here for friends. Right. Jimmy wants to win, and that's the bottom line. He is there to, to, to compete with his teammates and put Miami in a, in a position to win a title. To your point, Ethan Skolnick, who has covered the Heat for a very long time, uh, he's now with Five Reasons Sports, the Five Reasons Sports Network. He did a story that came out today about Jimmy, and it was basically all his teammates talking mm-hmm. about Jimmy. We've heard a lot over the years about how teammates receive Jimmy. Udonis Haslam, the OG in sure. Miami, said yeah. this uh, about Jimmy Butler. Quote, everybody asks me about what happened with Jimmy and other places. Here's the deal. You put him in a cage with a bunch of cats, He's going to growl. You put him in a kennel with a bunch of dogs, and he's going to be right at home. <laughs> like Mr. That. 305, like that's that. my boy. You already like know him. That. That's, hey, a, that's a that UD special. Like, that is, it, you, it goes along. Udonis hasn't told our team when we were all together with the big three, get four paws in because he wanted all dogs with him. Mm-hmm. And so for him to talk about Jimmy Butler like that makes total sense. And you don't that's the stamp. That's right. If if Udonis Haslam gives you the stamp on toughness right. and being being a dog, then you a dog. But I also think when you look at it, Scotty, it it, it says a lot about what people view uh, about his other stops, right? Where maybe there were some guys there who were quote unquote in theory, maybe more entitled, right? Jimmy is a guy who had to work his way into the league. Yes, yep. He's had to grind for everything. And he's played with some guys who have been either number one overall picks or top five picks. And maybe some of those guys haven't felt necessarily like they had to work as hard. Yeah, and the thing what I love about Jimmy Butler is, as you said, he's had to work for everything. And if he see a player on his team that's not working as hard as he's working, right. it's not acceptable right. to Jimmy Butler. Right. Because he believes that as long as far as he's came to become who he is as a player, yeah. his team can come that far as well. And he lifts teams up like that. And in that Ethan Skolnick story, before we move on, there's a good story from Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero said, because we all know that people say, oh, Jimmy can't get along with young guys and rookies because of the other stops. But Tyler Hero said that he texts Jimmy. Right when he got drafted, he's like, hey, I'm the new rookie. And Jimmy's like, come to Chicago and come hang out with me. He stayed with Jimmy there, worked out there. And then Jimmy's like, hey, I got to close in my house in Miami. Let's jump on a plane together and go there. They worked out together in Miami. He took him to a soccer game to watch Neymar when Barcelona was uh, doing an exhibition match in Miami. And he has cultivated a relationship with Tyler Hero. Well, I think he's always off the court. I don't ever think it's a problem. Is do you have the thick skin that it takes so when Jimmy Butler gets on you when you're not holding up your end of the bargain, can you take that? Right. And those other stops, those young guys couldn't handle it. The Heat DNA, they recruit, they look for guys that can handle that kind of, that kind of scrutiny. Yeah, Duncan Robinson in the story said to him, he went under a screen on him. He goes, don't you ever go under a screen on me like that. And Jimmy's <laughs> like, I like you. Anyway, coming up, LeBron James is 18 points away from passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list. We'll discuss what that means historically and how the Laker fans might feel about it. But first... It's time for the Straight Talk Soundbite. Here's LeBron in his own words about what it means to pass Kobe Bryant. To be linked with the greats, that that means a lot to me. Um, Because I grew up and uh, idolizing 
Michael, idolizing Kobe, um, idolizing these guys, gaining inspiration from their from their craft, gaining inspiration from their stories. You know, I, I don't know how I'm gonna feel when it happens. Um, you know, but it's a it's a it's a pretty cool thing. Like you know, you're just linked with one of the greatest of all time. Hi, I'm Sage Steele. Ahead on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, it is game number two for Zion. We are live in New Orleans with new comments and expectations in his encore. Plus, the words that matter the most from Eli Manning's NFL retirement speech today and the must-see images from Antonio Brown's compelling day inside and outside the courtroom. SportsCenter with Jay Harris right after PTI. I look at Kobe Bryant as the best in our league. But Bryant has done so much for the game. He's an incredible player and the best scorer this game has ever seen. He's one of the best that we've ever seen. He's meant so much for what he's been able to do for the league. I'm just trying to put on a show for him and give him a reason to be like, okay, we might come to another game. Kobe Bryant to me is one of my favorite role models. When he first came into the league, you know, he used to call me and bend my ear for advice. Kobe guarding LeBron. James on Bryant. It gets to a point where you be like, you know, I didn't think I could get better today until now you got to guard Kobe Bryant. Hey, hey, watch the rip. Watch the rip. When watch I think of LeBron, I think of sheer force as uh, being the initial thrust of his game. He's definitely uh, somebody that you could be around all the time. When he and I are around each other, we're always talking, always kind of laughing. He's just trying to dunk on me, Craig. <laughs> oh, no. He's just trying to dunk on me. <laughs> I think it really went to another level when we played on the Olympic team together in the late. Oh, you like my look? I think Kobe Bryant look going. <laughs> it's more like a big brother relationship. It, it, it kind of always has been. He looks at me like his younger brother for sure, and uh, and that's pretty cool, man. When he first came on board, I said, listen, you are now family now. You're part of this tradition, so if there's anything you need, just let me know. Welcome here with open arms. Just to have that support, you know, from one of the greatest lights they ever play. Um, it's just special for me. That's pretty awesome to see there. This week, in our NBA Saturday primetime matchup, LeBron and the Lakers are in Philly against Ben Simmons and the Sixers. LeBron looks to pass Kobe for third all-time in scoring. Our coverage begins with the jump at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. Tune into the Jump pregame show. Rachel Nichols, Jay Williams, and Jalen Rose preview tomorrow's big matchup. Special guest Joel Embiid and the greatest human alive, Allen Iverson, join the show as well. So you won't want to miss it. Coach Fizz, with LeBron just 18 points shy of passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list, what's the significance of that potential accomplishment? Well, I think it's a few things. One, he's doing it in a Lakers uniform. And I know how much respect Bron has for Kobe and what that's going to mean to him historically and for their relationship. But I think the thing that people are missing out is LeBron is going to finish top three in assists all time. So to be able to do both, at that level is just incredible. And it's just one thing people don't – another little side note to the all-time scores: the top two guys didn't shoot threes. So that mm-hmm. says a lot about them It's a good point. Well. Interesting. <laughs> I think, as uh, Fia said, it's really one Laker passing another Laker. Yeah. Um, and if you want to go back a little farther, you can say Kobe Bryant really passed the torch on to LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And for LeBron to be able to accomplish what he's been able to accomplish and now to do it in a Laker uniform, uh, it's, it's got to be pretty special. And, you know, we all saw this coming. We, we saw this from day one when yeah. LeBron James came in the league and started to prove that he was going to fill the stats up across the board. And, you know, 
the time has come. Yeah. Now it's uh, LeBron time to move ahead and move himself on up the chart a little bit. There's no question. Laker fans, I feel like it'll be interesting, right? Because Kobe is their guy. This is his city. And uh, for LeBron to do it in a Laker uniform, I feel like they'll be happy for him, but it'll be a little bittersweet because Kobe is their guy. No, man. Laker fans, they're going to root for Lakers. And LeBron's a Laker now. And, and so they wouldn't want anybody. They wouldn't want him doing it in a Cleveland uniform. Right. i tell you that. <laughs> okay, that's for so, sure. So to have another Laker up on that list, I think Laker fans are really going to embrace that and they're going to cheer for that. But like I said, I, just, I think it's pretty cool that we get to see this right before our eyes, this kind of history being made where that torch is being passed like Scotty. No doubt about it. It's just another just amazing moment in what has been arguably the greatest career in the NBA. Absolutely. All right, as for the other side of the Lakers and Sixers game, there's a lot on the shoulders of Ben Simmons with the Sixers down a couple of starters. Scotty, is there pressure on Simmons to carry the whole team right now? No, not at all. Um, This is an opportunity for me for Ben Simmons. Now the floor is clear. He's going to be able to flow the way that he want to flow. Uh, the offense is going to cater to him. Everything will be ran through him. And I think that's the kind of player that we've always saw in Ben Simmons. We've always talked about that him and Embiid can't play together. And I think this is an opportunity for him to show people that he can win without having Embiid inside. But also, he's a franchise player if he's put in the right position. I expect him to get triple doubles from here on out. Right. Um, he's a special type of player. This guy can speak from experience. After losing a star, I had to go pull up some numbers. But when Mike went and played baseball, he carried his team into the playoffs pretty well and was third in MVP voting. 22 points a game, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. And it's a challenge and it's an opportunity. Like he said, it's not pressure. And guys that look at it from that standpoint usually rise to the occasion. I think it's interesting. I just did their game in Philly against the Bulls. And there's so much talk, and I had this conversation with him, like, there's so much talk about what he, quote-unquote, can't do. Uh. But even the fact that he doesn't shoot threes but still puts up those ridiculous video game numbers just is a testament to what kind of talent that kid is. Well, he, he's very good at everything in the basketball <laughs> game. Other than just being aggressively, offensively shooting the basketball, Ben Simmons fills the stats up across the board. Right. And any player would love to play with that type of player because – no one gets mad at playing with a guy that doesn't take threes or doesn't shoot the ball. Right. You love playing with a guy that is a giving player and he is. that plays the game the right way, and that's what Ben Simmons is. Always makes the right play. He shares the game. He builds confidence in his teammates, and he's got an incredible motor. Yeah. From 94 feet, uh, I, put a, I put him up there with the best at, at, at being that kind of wrecking ball, that, that train out of control. And – Amazing on defense. Uh, by the way, it's rare that we actually have a game on while we're here on the jump. There's a game going on in France, the Paris game. We've got the Hornets and the Bucks. We get a little live look in. You and I, nice. we can, we can just kind of take a look at what's going on here. There's Nick Batum, who is from France. There's Giannis and company. So we could just have a little fun and kind of watch the game here. Chris Middleton at the line. He's the key to the deal. I think if, if Milwaukee's going to have any chance of winning it, Chris Middleton is going to have to really step up in the playoffs. That's an excellent point. And, now and It's yeah. going to be shocking. Excuse me, yeah. George. Is Chris Middleton going to be an all-star this year? I mean, we're talking about the best team in basketball. I don't know. Do they have more than one all-star? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. And that's why I'm calling him out. I think Chris Middleton has to really elevate his game if the Bucks are going to have a chance to win a title. Giannis is voted a captain. Um, is he the clear-cut MVP in your estimation, Scotty? No. 
No, not, Who would be? not at all. I mean, I can't say that he's a clear cut because I got LeBron James out here old as dirt and <laughs> he's got his team uh, only three losses behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. But I also look at the uh, Dallas Mavericks and I, I Luka. look at what yeah. Luka is, is doing this season. And I think about the second half, like where's the Mavericks going to be in the second half of the season? Because Absolutely. right now they're averaging more t- points than any team in basketball. Mm-hmm. And you got a young player that is instilling nothing but confidence. And after this all-star game, I think his confidence is going to get even bigger because he's going to be among all those stars. Yes. And I think he's going to fit in real well. Fish? Yeah, I, I mean, he said it. Those two guys are in the conversation. I mean, LeBron James is averaging 11 assists a game. It's crazy. For the number one team in the West. Yeah. And we all know the West is a tougher conference than the East. It just is. And Luka Doncic is just, I would pay to watch him. Yes. I mean, he is so exciting. That's the best offense in the league. And the reason that it's the best offense in the league is because of him. I'm going to put you on the spot. LeBron has the first pick in the starter draft coming up. Does he take his teammate AD or does he take Luka? Ooh, that's a He's tough one. AD. I think he goes AD. Man. He's yeah. going with his AD. guy. Yeah. But who would you <laughs> pick? Well, well, I'd take Luka. Well, well, you got to think about it too now. He wants the ball in his hands. Right. Oh, that's so, true. So why would he want to <laughs> share it with Luka? He's going to play the same. Yeah. yeah. So It just I, would be I fun to see those two on the same team. Good oh, Lord, yeah, on an all-star all-star game. Yeah. That's going to be a fun all-star game. That's going to be – that West yeah. team is going to be stacked. Yeah. Giannis will have Luka. That'll be fun, too, to watch for sure, it looks <laughs> like. All right, coming up, Zion struggled early and finished strong in his first game. Which version of Zion will we see tonight? But first, it's time for our second distant replay of the day. This one from this day in 1998 featuring – Kobe Bean Bryant. The Bean. Can't get the finger roll. Shaq clears it. Uh-oh. So you guys showing the two greatest two guys. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that was pretty nasty there. We need basketball back in Seattle, too. Nick the quick. While we're at it. Nick the quick. We need basketball back in Seattle, too. Kobe got a lot of that. bodies now, too. Hey, Kobe no, does a lot of bodies. Kobe caught a few guys in his day. No doubt. I'm taking a... High noon is minutes away. Pablo and I will discuss whether the Clippers have a Kawhi problem. Do the Lakers have enough to win a title this year? Can Serena Williams win another Grand Slam? And NFL stars playing dodgeball. Stay tuned. All right, make sure you check out Bomani and Pablo there. We can't get through the show, though, without talking Zion. So let's get to it. Our league pass game of the night, Nuggets, Pelicans, 8 Eastern. Zion did struggle a little bit in those first three quarters of his debut, but erupted in the fourth quarter of that game. Here's Zion earlier today talking about his debut. It went by super fast for me because I'd be in the game and next second <laughs> being subbed out. But uh, it was a great experience. And first three quarters, I was just kind of trying not to make a mistake, just kind of blend in. But then I think something clicked in my mind where I was just like, all right, uh, I got to make a game out of this. So I just went out there and tried. So, Scotty, which version of Zion will we see tonight? Well, I'm hoping we see that guy we saw in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I think we're going to see somewhere in, in between. Um, I, I think he's a, a very smart, cerebral player, and he's going to allow the game to, to come to him. But I, I think he got over that nervous energy, that, that TV debut, and I, I, I expect him to just tear the league up. I mean, I think he's going to calm down and fit in and just play basketball. Fizz, you think we'll see a more relaxed version of him now he got it out of the way? I do, and I think he got a lot of that rust off of him. As he continues to get in better basketball shape, you're going to see a better Zion. And I, I'm going to keep coming back to their roster. Ingram, Ball, 
Holiday. He doesn't have to force it. He can play two-man game with any of those guys. They can get him easy baskets. And a good player like that, great player like that, can get easy baskets. That basket gets big, and he starts hitting those threes, and next thing you know, it's on. Two playoff opponents tonight, the Nuggets, and on Sunday on ESPN, we'll have Zion against the Celtics. So make sure you check that out. Here's what Michael Jordan said today when asked about Zion's debut. Let's take a listen to MJ. I think you know what you saw the other night was a you know it was a taste of what you're going to see coming forward. He still has a lot to do, but I think his passion for the game uh, is coming through the way that he plays, and I think that's great for the league. That's not just great for Jordan. Coach, do comments like that from the goat put additional pressure though on the rookie? No, you could. This kid isn't faced. I mean, come on, fourth quarter the other night, the game's on the line. This guy ropes four threes because he has that kind of belief system. Scotty, yeah. what do you think? I have to follow the goat. Yeah. Uh, this is what we're going to see for a long time to come. All right, Scotty, thank you for hanging out. Thank you, Fish, for hanging out. Make sure you tune to the jump tomorrow ahead of Saturday's primetime game. See you.